Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Saints Radio. It is a great blessing to be able to be with you on this Monday. I appreciate, again, your allowance uh, for our changing the date, the, the day of the week, from Tuesday to Monday. hope that's not a, a difficulty for any of you. But we are uh, we're so thankful to have the privilege of, of being here. Um, and um, I know that these are busy times for you. They're busy times for all of us. And uh, with the work of the Lord, it's, it's, it's only going to get busier. <laughs> you know, we've, we have so many responsibilities that are God's responsibilities that he's given to us. And um, I, I'm just appreciative of your willingness to go along with the work of the Lord. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if we read anything, my, the message that I brought yesterday about uh, the bruised reed and the, uh, the smoking flax and linking that with uh, the ten virgins, I mean, uh, theoretically, I, I've looked at that in the past and given opinions as to, um, you know, well, like the ten virgins, you know, they have the moros, and then you have the oil, go buy from your supplier, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, I told you yesterday what I, what I <laughs> typically associate the bruised reed, will he not break? Um, that's always whipped out by some person that doesn't think the pastors treated them right. And um, so when we looked at it yesterday as really a rhema from the Lord, I saw so many factors that have really been affecting me. Um, and I bet they've been affecting all of you. Um, so it's, uh, it's really a, a great blessing to know that you're remaining true to what God has asked us to do. And um, somebody sitting across from me has a lot of obligations in this uh, season, and uh, both personally, familially, ministerially, and yet here she is. <laughs> She came in here today and brought me a drink from a LDU. What does LDU stand for? Do you know? It is. It's actually a coffee shop. It's out of Australia. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we have a friend, one of Noah's roommates, when he was in college, is from Australia. Ryan, he was here for Noah's wedding and. He, sta he stayed with us a few times, and he took me to LDU because he, I guess he wanted me to experience. Um, Australia. Yeah. And they actually, they got you an oat, I don't know if you've had oat milk. Have oat you? milk. Yeah. It's an oat milk latte, and uh, you, you can drink it or you don't have to. Mmm, it's tasty. Yeah. So. Wow, I'm going to have to ask you to talk a lot today so I can... <laughs> drink and consume I don't really you know we have so many wonderful coffee shops around here now um, in fact I noticed that they're putting a white rock coffee right up the street they move Starbucks this is your coffee your coffee information hour um, but Merritt coffee which is like my f I think one of my favorite coffee shops which is down in deep Ellum I think on Main Street they're putting up at Mockingbird and Abrams so I was driving by the other day and I saw that there was going to be a Merit coffee. So lots of coffee options, but I don't really go get coffee anymore since I drink Nespresso. Well, did you did you see that place called, was it Black Sheep? Yeah. That's from London. Okay. I, I, I saw that and I looked it up and they have them all over the London area. And this is the first one, according to their site, that they've done in the United States. Now, where is it? It's when you're going Mockingbird from Abrams over on the left-hand side, right by that burger place. It's kind of set back. It's oh, in a yeah. building all by itself. Yeah. 
So it said coming soon on the okay. on the sign. Of course, Jesus is too, but I don't know when that will be. <laughs> well, he'll probably stop me a coffee. Well, I the saw. The question is. Go ahead. No, they also put an Ascension, which he might stop at Ascension Coffee. There's, uh, a, there's a new Ascension Coffee down on Garland Road, which is one of my favorites. And there was one, there's one down in the Crescent. And uh, it's just not convenient to go down there and get coffee, but they did just open one also. Not far from LDU. Well, there's another place between LDU and Ascension that's um, a ministry of crossroads. Mm -hmm. And they support women who are in trouble mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so I'd stop in there that some, and not racial, but there's some, some wonderful African-American women and older lady manages it. And so I'll go in there and we just, they have Christian music playing and it, it's, it's interesting. But I saw this LDU and I thought that can't be latter day because the Mormons don't believe in drinking coffee. <laughs> so and now it tells me what it is. Well, it's, if it's if it's Australian, it's probably some, it's some dingo kind of an thing. It's unassuming little place. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, but I've we seen had, it. I had a meeting there this morning, so that's where. That's how I come bearing gifts for you. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna have to speak to Olivia and have her make some more meetings. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. I just like you were talking about it's. I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of movement going on. In fact, it's been that way for a good part of the year, and it's just moving so fast, moving in different directions. And I think the Lord is just really trying to teach me or us because I want to be intentional. I want to be present with everything that He has me doing. And I don't want to miss. I don't want to. I don't want to miss him in any of it. And so, um, yeah, it's just learning how to. I guess rest in the midst of all of it, and not get. Because actually, this was a wedding meeting planning with a, one of our wedding planners, and it's kind of an important meeting. But because we have prayer and then radio, I had told her. I, I can't come. I'm so sorry. You can reschedule if she can meet earlier. And then I got a talking to by someone that also lives in my household that said, this is, um, this is her own wedding. Make it work. <laughs> so. Well, I have no doubt that's going to happen. I know. I but have no doubt. You don't doubt. want to look back and regret. Well, I, I didn't. I wasn't part of that because I, you know, it's just it's learning how to balance. And um, I've never been a big. I've never been a big. Been in big favor of the whole concept of. Never mind. I'm talking myself into a hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, good. thank you for the. I've, I've got to stop partaking now because, um. I. Uh, we have a job to do here, but I truly appreciate these these gifts. You're welcome. Pastor just had a birthday. Everybody knows that because it was on Facebook, and we we talked about it yesterday a little bit. And uh, um, oh, I have a word for you that I was going to give you yesterday, but I didn't. So I'm going to give it to you now, if that's okay. Are you going to speak it over the airwaves? I will. Wow. Um. I had a really, like, supernatural thing happen on your birthday. And I know it was the Lord. And just go with me with this. Because I woke up on Saturday morning, which was your birthday on the 7th. And I was all alone. And I, probably like you, when I wake up, you know, first thing that I, my spirit engages. And I started praying. And the Lord instantly reminded me, today's pastor's birthday. Which I already knew, but you know, you wake up and you're trying to gather your thoughts. And so I started praying for you. And I was just praying in the spirit and just praying over you and for you. And and all of a sudden, I heard rain. Like, legitimate rain. And I know what it sounds like 
when I'm in my room and it rains. I've lived there for 33 years and I know what the rain sounds like. And it started raining. And I was laying there, I was like, I had no idea it was supposed to rain today, but how appropriate is, is it that it's raining on his birthday? <laughs> it was still dark outside. And so I was just giving God praise and thanking the Lord for blessing you with the rain. And then I reached over and I grabbed my phone and I looked at the weather and the wet, you know, you pull up your weather app and it says 62 degrees, whatever the temperature was, and then it says clear. And I thought, how can that be? Yeah. It's raining here. And so I got up and I went into the restroom and I looked out the window and the roof was wet and it, I, it was raining. I mean, it was literally like, it must have been like a wow. spiritual thing. And it was just, it was like so bizarre. Wow. So I came to pray and I, I pondered this a lot. And so yesterday the Lord gave me a scripture for you. So I'm just going to speak this scripture over you if that's okay. Thank you all for allowing me to do this. And this is out of Deuteronomy. This is out of, um, I believe, the Song of Moses. And beginning, it's De Deuteronomy 28, beginning with verse 6. Blessed shall you be when, when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Ah, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. And I declare that over you. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving to you. The Lord will establish you, he has established you as holy to himself just as he has sworn to you if you keep his commandments the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods and in the fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock, I'm not sure what that's going to look like, and in the produce of your ground and the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasures heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. Sorry. <laughs> I love this. You shall lend to the, to the many nations but you shall not borrow. Which is what you do. And the Lord provides for that. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail and you shall be above all and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. And then one other passage out of, no, this is the Song of Moses, and this is Deuteronomy 32, where he says, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O Lord, the words of my mouth. Let my teachings or my doc doctrine drop as the rain, and my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb and the showers in the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect, and all of his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. So I, I just speak these words over you. And I believe that the Lord is, you know, I was, I was thinking about Elijah yesterday when I was praying about it. And, um, you know, Elijah had this keen capacity. When he looked, he saw drought and barrenness and um, because that's what the land was experiencing. But deep in his spirit, he heard rain. And so I just speak that over you, that you will continue to partner with the Lord in the bringing of the former rain and the latter rain and that all the seeds that have been planted through you and through your the ministry will be watered 
and you will see the fruit of them in this year. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, wow. Sorry, I got emotional, but oh. his word is just so alive. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I, I'm sure it wasn't raining at my house, but it was raining. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Wow, that's but Lord only you could do this. Well, it, it's kind of interesting because Saturday, of course, was first Saturday, and I was praying at my house, and I was really battling. I don't, I don't know what I was battling against. I think it's more just the travail of pushing for something. And when I got in the car and started driving, I was going, and it was sunny outside, and all of a sudden, there was some sprinkles of rain on my windshield. Are you kidding? Yeah, and I thought, there's no other cars around, so this isn't somebody spraying their windshield wiper um, solvent. And um, I thought, well, this is really great. In fact, I opened the sunroof and was looking forward to some rain hitting me on the head. As opposed to B.J. Thomas, who thinks raindrops falling on the head are not good. For me, I like it. Um, And then got here and just was still in the midst of kind of, I don't want to say warfare. It was almost like a, a pushing through. And it was then that I asked about, give me, give me a verse. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I need a scripture. I felt that. I need a scripture from you. I need this meat for where we are. And then that bruised reed shall he not break came. And I guess at the same time you were over in your spot in front of where the piano is. So thank you for that. And again, and again, what you read, and I appreciate that as a person, but neither one of these scriptures is about me. This is about what God has called all of us to do, you know? I know, but I, like when I read, let my teachings drop as the rain, yeah. and my speech distill as the dew, I mean, I think King James is, is doctrine, I'm I've been reading the New King James this year, I know. God help me, but uh, I think that's that's your heart. I think that's oh, yeah, your heart is of that course. whatever we're called to teach the nations and to make disciples, and that is our prayer, and the Lord is promising that they will drop his rain, and they will water, the, the seed will be watered, and we, and he, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's a, and then you brought that word yesterday that was, wow, <laughs> right? Well, it, 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 you know that we were put here to do something. And as we embraced his calling, it's not like we become that. It's like we already were that, and we're just getting around to doing it. And, and so I... I associate, like for instance, Brazil and and South America. This is something that we have a responsibility for, but yet on the other hand, we know it's it's God's work for these end times. And you know, you see what's going on in Israel and in Beersheba, the old Dan to Beersheba thing which is really horrid it's just horrid and and i i feel badly for that for the people that have been killed and kidnapped and the hostages taken and um the way they were treated which was obvious on camera and then i see idiotic comments from people who deny what's going on even in our government and i think what is what is wrong with people but I, I see that, and to me, it's an indication that we really are living in the times of the end. Now, I lived through the 1968, the Yom Kippur Wars. I, I lived through that. I was, I was 11, and you know, I was a. I didn't know a whole lot then, but I wasn't a ditz 
I was aware that something was happening. You could hear all the radio preachers talking about it. So I heard that all day long because that's what my mother had on, which I, I didn't care. And, you know, it didn't, I didn't think, oh, my mom's weird. But it just kind of soaks in. And obviously your grandfather, he was still teaching then, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. So he, he was all over that. So I, I know everybody said, well, Jesus is going to come back because the nation, the nation, remember when the nation of Israel was established in 48? Yeah. So that was one of the 1988, uh, 40 years that had to be, Jesus had to come back, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't alive then, but. Well, yeah, <laughs> but just, you know, we know everybody's always trying to twist things to make it, make it known this is when God's going to do this or that God's going to do that. The only thing I know is that our Father commands the times and, and, and the chronos and the kairos, and he lets us be aware of the seasons. And we recognize the season we're in, and we need to work in this season. And uh, we're, we're doing our best, all of us are, to get this work for him done. So this is very encouraging because for many reasons, I appreciate so very much you giving this. Um, but that's encouraging because I, I've heard the enemy say, you sure are making a mess of this assignment. You know, what have you done that's that's really right you know you hear those things mm -hmm. and that's part of the discouragement attack um, for the the reed mm -hmm. the rod mm -hmm. and um, so I think that both of these were words of meat that we need in order to receive the divine protein and energy and strength to go forward knowing that our work is not in vain because it's his work um, it'd be one thing if if we were establishing a ministry and we think, okay, we're going to make a publishing house and we're going to make a lot of money on these dumb Christians because we're going to sell things that we know they're going to buy and we'll push them and we'll advertise them and um, we'll, uh, sheep will buy anything if you just hit them with the right angle. You know, as you said, you know, we're giving, we're not we're we're giving because we know it's the lord's and but one of the things that i don't want with that is to think hey you know, i think the battle of bringing it forward it's been war to get to get the words out such battle and but then the enemy says well if you were doing this better if you were doing this right um which is not the case at all. It's, well, it may be, because I, I admit the shortcomings we face, but that in itself is the way God does things, you know? Yeah. I'm just rambling. And these are words for all of us. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, those first passages that I read, the second one was the Song of Moses. The first ones were from the Lord, you know, the blessings for obedience. And we know that's Shema. We know that's hearing and obeying, standing, hearing, and obeying. And yeah. I mean, that is one thing that as saints we have, uh, we understand. Yeah. And how important it is to be able to, to to be in His presence and to hear Him. It's been such a. It, these are just such interesting days. And I say, leading into the seminar, but following the seminar, these have been the most unique days following the seminar that I think I have lived. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of tension. There's been a lot of warfare. I never really felt like there was like a letdown where you just rest. I feel like it. it I mean, when you've done all the standing, you stand. And I feel like I'm still standing in that place. And, and yet, so many different dynamics to moving 
in the Lord these days. Like, there, there was a couple of days, actually leading into Saturday, your birthday, where the Lord, I mean, he had me silent. I mean, I, I didn't put on music. It was like he was trying to get me into a place of, of stillness and silence so that I could hear him. Hmm. And, I, you know, we hear him in different ways. We, I, I mean, I just testified on Wednesday night during our prayer time that, I mean, I don't know if I've ever done that where I've said a song came on and there was a phrase, it was like a rhema to me, and that was, you're so good to remind us that this is your story. So music speaks to me. It's spoken to me since I was a child. I mean, it does. The Lord speaks to me through music. But right after that, right after that Wednesday night prayer time, beginning, I'd say, Thursday morning, it's just he just took me into a place of, of almost like when you go into the secret place, you shut the door. It doesn't say you turn on your favorite worship music, does it? It says you go into the secret place, you shut the door, and, and, and he will speak to you. Mm-hmm. Or um, even Jesus, when he was on the tran- Mount of Transfiguration, where this was quoted on, on Wednesday night, where he says, This is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. He's my obedient one. And then he says, Hear him. There's just so many dynamics to the way the Lord is communicating to us. And I don't know. I don't know. This came out of that place because I I I segued into Saturday morning, and that rain came, and I came in here, and the Lord began to speak to me on these passages. So that's always a gift. Yeah. Well, I I am so grateful for that, and for you receiving it and releasing it. That's that's really a gift. You know, I was thinking this morning when I was talking with the French uh, saints through Luke and Sylvie um, about how that smoking um, that's smoking wick, which is from in French, they said it's mesh, but it's really the word for linen. Listen, half of my half of my wardrobe is by a brand called Flax. Wow. And it's linen. Wow. But people will ask me, where did you get that? What is that? And I'll say, it's Flax. And you can look at the tag. It says Flax. But anyway, so. Well, I was thinking about how how much symbolism there is in our in- intercessory calling. And it really does shine a deeper light into the foolish virgins. But even our Sha'al, which is made of that. Um, that is so much of the, the fine linen of the saints and um, so much of that and how that when you let the oil start diminishing, then smoke is produced. And, and really, I was wondering about this, you know, because so many of the pictures of that indicate our intercessory ministry. And I, I kind of talked about it yesterday, but I didn't say it right. I don't think it's supposed to produce the smoke. I think that incense is supposed to be reserved for heaven. And and when you, because, you know, you light a lot of candles. You don't like it when it, it's cascading smoke. That's just not what you want. And if our incense is the prayers of the saints... And they are kept by God to be added to that fire. We don't need to be getting to the point where we are we are consuming not only uh, we've allowed the oil to become diminished, and we're consuming our own. uh, What's the what's the best way to say it? If it's producing a smoldering, then you're you're not consuming. You're jettisoning, jettisoning it here, and somehow it's not making its way to that heavenly place where it's ministering to God. What we're responsible for is keeping the oil and keeping the light bright. And if we're doing it right, that linen will remain right. If we're not doing it, 
it'll start to consume itself and what the incense is supposed to be being produced for heaven will be consumed and just be lost into the atmosphere here. I, I started to think of that and I thought, dear God. And I feel, Lord, am I, I know that these attacks, and it is not our fault that this is happening because here is Jesus, he says, bruised reed, the stresses and the challenges and the discouragement attacks for that reed are, are going to happen. You, you, you've got to recognize it and deal with it right. And the temptation with the, the lamp is to let your oil and see from Zechariah, we're supposed to be as those sons of the oil who are tapped into the lampstand. That's what Zechariah says. And the angel says, don't you know who these is are? And Zechariah says, no, I don't know. And then he comes back to it and he says to the angel, who are these? And it's the sons of the, of the anointing, the sons of the oil. We're supposed to keep that, but we're all supposed to, also supposed to watch over how that linen is ignited. And then we're supposed to watch over that we're not blowing smoke, you know? Anyway, it, it's, I appreciate the word. And then all those verses after in Jesus in, in Matthew 12 with the stronghold and the council of seven and all of that. I mean, you have to link those. Mm -hmm. you, you, you have to link them because it says afterwards or, and then. So it's not a hodgepodge of things that Matthew was just collecting like, you know, like Mark probably did to some degree. And it was all anointed. But, um, and, and so you, you see that there. And then all those verses in Psalm, in, in Isaiah 42, my glory will I give for another. The former things, we read that, then all those former things are gone. That's breakthrough. And the new things come. That continues. And uh, I don't know. But I think we need to digest those verses and the Psalm, the, the Isaiah 42 and the um, Matthew 12 and truly get ready for them because man man oh man it's interesting that you talk about the um the flags because that's our covering right mm -hmm. like that's our garments and it's classified as the righteousness of the saints yeah the, the vision that partnership being it, it's what the friends of god wear
because I do believe that And there's just so many, there's just, there's so many parts to all of this. Yeah. You know, from the miracle of him turning water to wine, to representation of what the blood means, to um, the or- anointing. Because it's like, if, if he's pouring in new wine, where does the old wine go? It's, I don't know, it's just very strange. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Where where would the old wine go? Well, it's it's. I think it's more of the. I guess it's been served. I kind of. I, it's almost like the seminar. It, it's like the seminar represented this breakthrough point, and that to me was like the transition of the old wine, and preparing us for the new wine. So he's positioned us, and, and we're standing ready to go take the land because we've crossed over, and we have to have that anointing. We have to have that fresh wine. And two, some of the things that we're stepping into in Brazil, um, which are scenarios that we've got to have a new wine. I mean, we've got to carry the spirit in there. And, and pour that out to them. And that's what they're expecting from us. And that's they're putting that demand on us. But the Lord is doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think like even preparation for what God's going to do in November in Brazil, that, that whole preparation, at least for me, maybe not for you, has been different in the way that I'm approaching it and trying to allow the Lord to prepare me for it. It's like I can't do things the way I've always done them. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, we can go in and do what we always do. And it'll be powerful and, and mighty and anointed, and God will use that. But there's something new. There's, there's an empowerment. And there's an anointing. And we cannot, we cannot make it happen. Yeah. We just have to be yielded to be the vessel yeah. for him to pour through. And so if that means just shed all of me in my flesh, I mean whatever that whatever that requires. But I will wear linen. <laughs> Not just because it's summer there. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, um the just as a Monica mentioned we we have a small team going in November to Brazil and this has been by invitation for the Brazilians and I know some of you were so overwhelmed when you went down and, and you know you, you you've invited you've made yourself available for this this is not one of those trips. We we have a narrow transportation. We have, you know, selective invitations for speak. And so it's not one of those ollie ollie in free. Hey, I want to come. Can I come? We're there as guests. And so be that as it may. The first part is going to be at Cellos Church. And um, it's his fifth anniversary of them really becoming miraculously by the power of God a, a an, a an independent church before the Lord and they're under our apostolic covering which they have stated in no uncertain terms because God worked the miracle of them being freed to be where they are in conjunction with them us being there for the first time so this is going to be a really exciting time I, I, I don't know what to expect there um, but again, it's still six weeks away. We'll be ready, God willing. We will be ready. But then we go into this place, which is Pastor Rafa's church, and the church that has oodles of 20 somethings, and they 
are they've begun a 40-day fast in anticipation of these gatherings you imagine that you got the people that we're going to minister to who are fasting for 40 days in anticipation of the calling of the saints you know last evening you received a brief video of pastor luciano at that place and at the end of the night luciano sent me a picture of him and pastor rafa and they both are bald guys so i wrote him and i said would you find out whether pastor robert and i have to shave our heads before we come and me well we wouldn't do that to you <laughs> you're just wearing linen and so and i think we probably we need to mobilize um concerted intercession for what we're supposed to do for the kingdom with these two groups and then in the middle we're meeting with uh, another pastor and his church at a campground they own and i'm hoping that god will give us wisdom as to how to utilize that place um, for for the kingdom now in in the meantime there is there are invitations that are coming uh, several of them from different sources than than we've had for Manaus, which is where the the Amazon River actually begins. We were going there with a with a group of saints, and then COVID shut that down. You couldn't fly there, um, so uh, and and we've got to be directed as to what to do and when to do it and exactly what to do because here here's a challenge we as saints have now this seems odd but it's true we have god has put such a hunger that lots of people are making invitations and we have to go where god says to go and we have to be graciously under his grace defer these people to the overall schedule as opposed to us just picking up and skipping like a rock from place to place that 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 wears you out and it doesn't really accomplish what god wants we've done that and and it it, it doesn't it god blesses but it doesn't work it's not a strategic play you know, there, there are ways like you play sports or you play card games or whatever. You can just play. Oh, yeah, you've played. You may have even won. <clears throat> but then if you use the proper strategy, you dominate. And for us, domination, which the French don't like that word, um, uh, skilled strategic application is doing the work of the Lord exceptionally and so we we have to be really careful so when i say hey we we've got these at least three invitations from people groups up in manaus i'm not sure we're supposed to go there i know we were supposed to go there before but now there are other things happening and with god it's obedience and timing it's obedience and timing and um, it would be like those churches in Asia and, and the Spirit of the Lord said to Paul, you know, go over into Macedonia and help us. So Paul didn't go where he was originally going. It'd be like him getting letters from those people in Asia saying, hey, hey, you were supposed to come. When are you coming over here? That's not the way God directs in an apostolic mission. So we need wisdom because we're going to meet a lot of people a lot of churches who are going to sidle up and say, oh, we need this ministry. And I believe they do. And I believe they're sincere. Will you come? And I, I'm, we're going to have to start turning some people down in a way that um, uh, deflects them to the real scheduling. The, the divine schedule. So I, I took us off on a trail there, obviously. No, I have a compliment.
couple thoughts about that. And, and this is not to say that our fir the first invita invitation that we accepted to go to Manaus was not God. I'm not saying that. Because we were mobilized to go, and I trust that it was the Lord. But for whatever reason, he allowed that to be shut down. Yeah. And I think about what's happened from that time and the revelation God has given us about the trees and about the rainforest and about the atmosphere and about the rain and very, very strategic revelation towards our intercession, towards our partnering with the Lord in his creation. I mean, yeah. very strategic wisdom that God's given since that time that had we just gone in, we would not have had. Mm -hmm. But the Lord would have used it. But secondly, I remember being um, at the theater. This is not to scare anybody, but to be at the theater... And one of the pastors that was part of the pastoral team is from Manaus, who I, th I know we both had conversation with more than once, um, who asked for prayer more than once because he was going back to Manaus. And he was, he was describing the spiritual atmosphere there. And it made the, back of, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Mm -hmm. Just the things that he was describing about the demonic and about... Yeah and things like that and so I'm not afraid of that stuff but I do know that the Lord is going to prepare and equip us to step into those kinds of atmospheres in his timing and I can tell you this I don't want to step into it until it's his timing right. well that verse you read earlier that rhema from the Lord was one of one of the verses was a favorite of ours um, you know the the enemy opposing in one way and then he flees in seven I think that God, both for, both for that area of the world and also for the big gathering that we had planned for Ohio, yeah. um, I think that in both of those instances, the enemy came in and, um, and I think that there's a sevenfold return now because of that. So. Sometimes God does that, yeah. and um, I don't, I don't know why, but I think it's according to this principle. Well, you know, and you think of all the scriptures that talk about how the battle is the battle is the Lord's. The mm -hmm. battle belongs to the Lord. I mean, ultimately, it's His battle. He allows us to partner with Him in the, the taking of dominion, but. Um, It's his battle. Yeah, and and you know, it's, I have been watching lots of documentaries, lots of um, archaeological documentaries, um, uh, different things about that area of the world, and a lot of it has to do with spectral phenomenon and the the worship of demons that has gone on for thousands of years up there. And, you know, I'm not watching it out of, because there are other things I like to watch more than that. But I want to, I want to, to be aware right. of what, what's really around there. And, um, so just in case you're not really been listening, we don't have anything planned for Manaus. We, we don't have anything scheduled, neither are we trying to have anything scheduled. We're just saying that God's stirring some things. And um, well, we had some cool activations that, that, I, that we were going to do. One of the neatest ones, and we'll do this at some point, was where the, the Black River comes and merges with what would become the Amazon. And we had a boat that was going to take us out there to where the waters change color and, and it's just a distinct line and we were going to do a lot of declarations and th that that's kind of neat. I forget that there was another one that we had begun to negotiate with but all things in their time and you're right the thing about the trees, the rainforest, the, the studies that are being done, the deuterium, the early rain, 
latter rain, um, all of that is a gift from God, and we we need that when we go in there. So, um, I took us down to Brazil. Oh, well, they're, they've begun to fast for 40 days, and um, we, uh, we are... We're letting them take the brunt, the the forge of that because that's that's their that's their thing that they're offering before the Lord. We've certainly done that in a number of ways, and we will undoubtedly do something um, that God's asking us to do. We don't have to do all the heavy lifting. God knows that. There's, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean I think there's a difference too in the fact that they're hosting this. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they have to set the table. The Lord sets the table, but I mean, they partner yeah. with the Lord in setting the table, and so um, we we know that well when we host a seminar, when we host anything here. Yeah, that there's a responsibility there, in, in that you know you could call it the gift of hospitality, but it's really spiritual hosting, host preparing the way for the Lord, hosting, mm-hmm. and that's real. I mean, that's. And we need them to do that because we have stepped into places where that has not been. Uh-huh. And it is, a, I mean, it's a bar fight. <laughs> it's, it's, we're trudging the whole time. And so I'm very thankful for that. And I, I, I think for me personally, and whatever the, you know, whatever, whatever fast the king calls, but I know for me there's going to be some serious sackcloth yeah. Um, involved in preparation for that. So. Now we will just to, just to let you know we will be inviting you, asking you to join in some selective, specified prayers once we get rolling into November, because one of the things that we have felt is we need a covering. Because the enemy does not want us there. We're not afraid. But we need... We need ops. We need... We need our people to... um, Cover this. Because it's our... All of our missions. And... um, Anyway. So, we're not inferring that we're not going to ask for any kind of prayer. We're just complimenting the fact that these precious folks are engaging in this 40 days fast, and that's really special. So, now some of us are, well, are you going to, are you, are we going to try to book a theater again for next year? Well, I've, I've told those brothers to be looking um, and we'll, we'll plan to do it, but we're just, just again, the last trip, which is what the Lord said to do, it was more like Ollie Ollie and free. We, we would love for you to come this next time, not in November, the, the next theater thing, but we're not going to rent buses. We're not going to do any of that. Um, you'll have to, you'll have to manage and there'll be people that you could see that it's pretty easy to get around um, but be that as it may we are also praying about Europe and um, we uh, we're very grateful that Luke and Sylvie are hopefully going to be moved into their their house by uh, maybe by seminar time in March we'll see and they told me today that the Jordans have been able to sell their apartment finally and so now they are actively looking for a house in Biarritz area and that's important we're going to do a gathering there um, and it's not going to be in the suite by and by it's going to be soon because as so many have asked Monica patron saint of France have you forgotten about France? No. It's again timing. 
I mean, we love we love going to Europe. I mean, that's that's fun. That's home. Um, I just miss them so much. You know, I know. I think I know City of Paris better than I know Dallas. I really, I really do, and and I love being there. I mean, there are certain spiritual influences there, and but the same could be said of Nice. I'm not, I don't know about Lyon, <laughs> but um, and and Geneva. You know, how many things have we done there? And uh, even Bruxelles, Brussels. Um, we 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 have not abandoned anybody. It's just. God's doing unique things and we have to obey but um, it's it's fun to, to be able to look into the next year and say alright when's this happening when's this happening we need to get things positioned and uh, how how is the Lord directing but but with that I think in so many ways, the early decades were sowing seed. Now we're sowing, yes, but we're also harvesting, and we're also um, seeing real warfare tactics to take strongholds. Now we have put them on notice. We've done activations all over the place, and we've de we've declared the cross, and. Um, we have gone where the Lord said, did prophetic acts, but um, it, it's just a different feel now. There is, there is harvest, and not only is there harvest, there's a, there's a gatekeeping mentality. All those things that God was teaching us about the wells being the 70, which are the elders, and then the hundreds, which are the gatekeepers, those who jurisdict uh, the 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 going in and the coming out uh, which you referenced there all of these things are happening and it's it's really unique it is it is amazing so praise god um i I'm gonna put this. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that it would be a good thing for me to officially, I thank you for those scriptures and we thank the Lord for the passages that ultimately became the message from yesterday and something we talked about today. But I think it would be good for us to give thanks to the Lord and to say, let it be unto us according to your word. Um, and um, let us First of all, thank the Father for the times where we have um, it's amazing because you do and you teach. And one of the reasons that particularly that thing I spoke about yesterday had so much meaning to me is that I know I, I've never thought about quitting, but I sure have battle discouragement with that read and I I sure have battled even though I, I've interceded um, there's there's been and let's just say that both of those aspects have been under attack I think I mean even Jesus I don't think that it's it's a matter of quitting I think at least from my perspective. I think it's more, Lord, is there another way? Yeah. You know, and even Jesus said that in the garden. Right? Mm-hmm. If, you know, if there's another yeah. way, can we take another way? Yeah. Because this way's hard. 
and 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 so I I think he gives us the grace for that because I don't think there's anything and nor in mine in your thinking in your heart any part of you that could ever quit because you're never going to quit the Lord yeah and you know that's what it is I mean it's agape you're never going to quit agape you're never going to but and I even I mean honestly like right after the seminar that week after it just there was so much tension and I was so tired and I just I was, I was like Lord there is there another way I mean <laughs> is it just going to be like this forever I mean just this battle and but it's not me saying I want to quit it's 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 a, it's just yeah our fragility and so. Well, the 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 testing of these principles in the Word are are, are very real, and and for this to be said of Jesus says that he this is one of the ways that he was also tempted like as we are, but he chose not to break or to quench, and. And I think that's the lesson for us. Not only the lesson, but also the understanding of what those facets entail. And they really do embrace what we as saints are. You think about it, the Gentiles opening up their coasts, wanting the Lovos, the Mishpat. Um, the, um, and, and, and in Matthew 12, I didn't talk about this, but um, the, the Gentiles trust that's Elpis which we're training them to walk in hope before the throne of God um, we are being that stilos wanting the temple what God's doing in heaven to be brought here and that's warfare and we're intercessors um, and we're called by God for this. We didn't choose this. He chose us. Um, all of these factors are really indicative of what you as saints have walked for a long time now. How gracious of the Lord, though. I mean, we, we know, I mean, Jesus came to this earth to fulfill that one thing. Ultimately, mm-hmm. to teach us, but to that one thing to give us access to make us sons he came here for that one thing and we know that we know that we know without a shadow of a doubt that he was going to fulfill that one thing no no questions asked but the the graciousness of the Lord to give that window where he showed his humanity so that we could connect with him in that place of we're going to fulfill what you called us to do father but it's you will feel this. Mm-hmm. You will plead for another way sometimes. I mean, that's just so gracious of him to show us the humanity of who he was so that we could connect there. I just think that's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's hard to believe, but we're four minutes over oh. the normal time. Extra. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, overtime. We're in extra innings, which your dad, Louie, would like. Oh, uh, I, I went to see Louie yesterday, and he was watching the Ranger game and about ready to poise to switch up, because I think Houston was playing after the Rangers. I said, what are you going to do? He said, i got to watch the Cowboys, which does my heart good, because he's, he's very lonely. Yeah. And so when there's a game on he's every He's got day, a lot of good things to watch. It gives me... Yeah, I, I feel peace when I know he's got. It's because he he does love sports. <laughs> anyway, did the Cowboys win? They oh, didn't. They win. got destroyed. Oof. San Francisco. That you know that's a funny thing because I, I know that guy, Mister Irrelevant, is the last guy that's drafted in the NFL draft every year, and they call him that name. So the last pick after the seventh round, the final pick, is called Mr. Irrelevant. They don't expect anything out of that guy. And San Francisco picked...
Brock Purdy, who is their starting quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, and now he's just, with the exception of Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City, he's probably the best quarterback in the NFL, which is kind of, it's really an odd thing. So, but the Cowboys got smoked last night out in San Fran. So, there you go. That's your sports. Now on to weather. Thanks for joining us today. God bless all of you. And uh, it's really a privilege to be able to work together with you. Um, be well. Be blessed. And we'll, uh, we'll be reaching out. Wednesday Night Live uh, and Sunday, and we'll be right back here next Monday for Saints Radio. God bless.